0: Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish. Today, I am going to be running a gauntlet using the Shadow Dark RPG rules. This is video two of a three video series. The first video, I did a deep dive of Shadow Dark itself. So if you want to learn more about what Shadow Dark is, how it works, what the differences are between this and like fifth edition, what are the different styles? What are the different sort of elements of gameplay? There's a whole other video. I will link to it in the show notes that you can watch that tell you all about Shadow Dark overall from my read through. And again, clarify, it's a read through where i haven't yet played because i'm playing my first shadow dark game later today today in this video we are going to talk about my prep and getting my head around running a shadow dark gauntlet so a shadow dark gauntlet the way the gauntlet works is that the, the players all start with zero level characters and zero level characters are extremely delicate they usually have one to two hit points and they die at zero which means if they get hit, they're probably dead. Most of the time, if they get hit, they're probably dead. So what fun is that? Well, the fun is that you actually don't just have one character. You actually have a big stack of characters. I actually printed 40 character sheets for today's game. There's a really, really excellent tool. We'll jump to it right now called Shadow Darklings. ShadowDarklings.net is a Shadow Dark character generator. And one of the things you can do is go to create and you want a random zero, random zero level character. And you can click this random four times zero. And it gives you four characters which you can then export to PDF and you get four characters on a PDF ready to go. So I just hammered out ten of those and I printed ten sheets and I took out my paper cutter and I cut them and now I've got forty characters ready to go. Which means, and I have about four to six players that are coming today, which means I've got a whole lot of characters for them to use. So, you look at it and you're like, well what fun, like, it, you know, I, I've actually been thinking of the stack of character sheets like those are hit points. Like it's, instead of hit points, you have characters and you just go through characters. And the idea for the gauntlet is that you go through, like a pretty traditional game but if your character dies another character almost immediately jumps in. You come up with some Arbitrary reason why that new character comes in. I actually have a good one for the game that I'm running today. Why a new character would show up, and you can start a new character right away. So the big problem to me, the number one problem with character death in any of these role playing games, is what do you do with the player? Player's still sitting there. They drove over to your house. They've got all their stuff. Their dice is in front of them. They want to keep playing. How do they keep playing when their character died? Well, in this case, in a gauntlet, it's expected that you're going to die. Everyone's dying. Like every all the characters. It'll be very interesting if in you have a lot of battles. If anybody manages to keep a character that survives the whole time it could happen just characters miss monsters miss and everything else but at least you have a way to put another character sheet in front of a player and they can jump right back into the game because that's what really matters most now it does mean that the gauntlet is going to feel a little bit more like running a the board game dungeon than it's going to feel like a traditional role-playing game because you can how much backstory I, I had this joke that like yes you can have 40 character sheets but i expect a six page backstory for every single one of them i want to hear about their their how they grew up and what kind of stuff that you know what kind of life experiences they had and how bad they feel about that situation with them oh they got shot in the eye with an arrow and they're dead what's like oh reginald forgive me and then they die like you know i had this idea that they should have lots of backstory but the reality is they're just gonna die like crazy so so that's cool so this this whole idea of the gauntlet is baked into shadow shadow dark shadow dark expects level one to 10, but it definitely has a whole section about how to build level zero characters and then has a section in the book, a page in the book called the Gauntlet, which is this idea that one way to sort of figure out which character you're going to be going with is to roll through lots of characters in a situation known as the Gauntlet and run it. So then I was like, okay, well, I want to do this, right? I have this opportunity for my group today. I want to try running the Gauntlet. Which one do I run? And I asked around, and people mentioned Cursed Scroll Number Three, which was available as part of the Kickstarter for the Shadow Dark RPG. So I got a copy. It is called The Midnight Sun. is the name of the is the name of the overall theme, and it's sort of Viking stuff, right? Viking stuff is sort of the the overall theme. Really cool, sort of raiders and you know different sort of like islands and longboats. And cool stuff like that. You can't read this. You have to turn sideways. The Isles of... I can't even see what that says. Andric. Andric. The Isles of Andric. So, but one of the things that this book has is it has a thing called The Horde of the Seawolf King. And The Horde of the Seawolf King is a zero level gauntlet adventure for Shadow Dark. And I'm like... Perfect. That's what I want. What I really wanted, because I'm like, I want to get the full Shadow Dark experience. I want to understand it. So I wanted an adventure. It's actually written by Kelsey Dion, who created Shadow Dark. I was hoping to get an adventure that she wrote so that I could see, like, from the creator directly to me, what's the style of game. So Horde of the Seawolf King is built as a zero level, a zero level adventure, which works really well. And the whole idea is that there's a bunch of sea caves for an old tomb of a guy named King Scorgald. He had a bunch of drama with his kids, I guess. There's some backstory about the drama with the kids but essentially you start at a main entrance and you work your way through now one of the things that i had to kind of figure out is okay what does success look like in this because it wasn't exactly clear to me when i read the adventure like we i know that the general idea of a gauntlet is that you go on an adventure and whoever survives the adventure that's your new character and that's your first level character but what does that mean because you can survive by getting right back in the boat and turning right around and leaving and not getting anything so survival, a lot of times what somebody would tell you, what's the goal of a gauntlet? They would say survival, except not really, because you could just leave, right? Why Why go in there? So it's like, well, you're supposed to go on an adventure. Well, what does that mean? Do I go in the first room and I see a sting bat and I go, oh, F that, and I turn around and leave? Did I Did I now succeed in surviving because I didn't fight the sting bat? Sting, stink bat, Stink bats are what they should have been. Sting bat. Probably not. So then the question is, well, what should they do? So I think I'm going to be a little loosey-goosey about... The goal but the goal is like you have to prove yourself to your tribe that's kind of the thing that i'm going to say like you need to prove that you have something coming back with a powerful magic item coming back coming back with a, a significant treasure something that's that you know again an xp3 level treasure treasure something unique a handful of coins isn't going to do it right but but like this the, you know i mean there's in one spot where there's like a silver sword maybe that's enough probably not enough for the whole group you know you and you probably this is one where i would probably push them forward you look at that sword and you think like maybe that could get you part of the tribe but maybe not so now obviously a true victory and i'll probably tell them this up front if you can recover the axe of nine eyes this magical mystical axe. If you can get that and you come back with that, you will not just come back as a good hero worthy of of being part of the 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 you know being part of the the, the military forces of your tribe, be part of the warrior cast of your tribe. You'll be something really special. And then put that in there. So, like, oh, we need to go get that axe. We need to come back with that axe. Right. So I, I want to put something in there like that. And obviously it's supposed to be a little loose because if not, they would just tell us what to do. But that idea of like what's the goal, I think, I think is really important. One thing I'm going to do up front that I think is going to be really fun is I'm going to do sort of a mini session zero. And actually, I think what I would like to do today is bring up my Notion Notebook. We are going to go to lazy campaign thing here and i i have a single page and we are going to duplicate that because i'm only running this for one and i'm going to move this to we're going to move it to notes and now in notes i have my prep template and we're gonna go what's the name of this adventure the in world session zero and i want to have a sea wolf Describe for them what they what they can expect, and her name the, the the sea wolf that I am going to use is her. She's going to be the sea wolf. Look at her; she's badass, isn't she? I need a name. Uh, I need a sea wolf name. I think there's a bunch of random names in here somewhere in the Shadow Dark RPG itself. Are a bunch of names. She would be human. Hesta, sea wolf Hesta. We're just going to use. Why not just use the very first one? Make our lives easy. Sea wolf Hesta describes the gauntlet. Number one, a warrior of the sea wolves must accept their own death, which is likely. It's one thing to accept death sitting here on the beach, thinking about your fancy treasure and glory. It's something else to accept death after a rune bear has torn open your belly and is playing around with your innards cat's cradle with your innards this is like so you know <laughs> i want to do an in-game version because i one of the things that's really clear about running like a gauntlet like this with these zero level characters in a really lethal rpg is players could say oh yeah that sounds really fun i like the idea of a really lethal rpg and they're like, great your character's dead and they're like i hate this this game sucks that how we feel when it happens is different than how we feel when we're thinking about it in the future. I've learned this in fifth edition games. I've learned this in RPGs overall. That games that are considered very lethal, you know, you might get it until it actually happens, and then you're not really not really happening. So I like the idea that a character is telling them upfront. We ex- still expect you to act with honor. No stealing or fighting your allies unless your ally is already on board so i want to do that no hanky panky or ballyhoo everyone is a potential warrior right now you are all meat but you all the same meat no one is better or worse than you i don't know the best way like no racism sexism misogyny your goal is to come back with fortune and glory. Prove you are worthy of the warriors of the sea wolves. I don't know if their name is actually the sea wolves, but I guess we're going to go with that. Your goal is to come back with fortune and glory. Prove your worth the wor- worth becoming one of the warriors of the sea wolves. A few coins won't do it. A broken blade won't do it. Find something Notable, come back with a story you want to share with your grandchildren. <laughs> no lollygagging, horseplay, or hoot nanny. <laughs> I like that, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. Fortune and glory together. Prove you can fight alongside your friends even when the gleam of gold shines in your eyes. Or, you know, your belly gets ripped open by a rune bear. Find something remarkable. I will probably, out of character, uh, mention the pause for a minute. Right? No harm to children or domestic animals. What else does a session zero need? So this group has been together. We just did a session zero for Scarlet Citadel, so none of this is going to be a surprise to them. But it's always nice to kind of, you know, bring back is there any other from a from a safety tool perspective are there any other hard lines the hoot Annie, and lollygagging and ballyhoo is certainly there any other any other category you know i don't think so not gonna worry about scenes secrets and clues it's i i would like to there are some Fantastic locations, we're not gonna worry about. NPCs, I don't think we're gonna worry about. Monsters, we're not gonna worry about. Treasure, we're not gonna worry about. So we really don't need to worry about anything else. But I think it would be useful. So we have our strong start and we have some secrets and clues, and everything else is kind of in the adventure. But there are some secrets and clues in here that we want to, that we want to include. They have some of them right there in the rumors. These guys right here. Just grab those and throw them right in our secrets. I don't even know if I'm gonna use these notes, by the way, but it can kind of help. The gods have spoken. Caves are filled with chambers built by Dverg, a clever magical people who allied with King Skorval long ago. Never touched the body of a dead woman. That's good advice in general. Skorval built his funerary longboat in the caves, but he's not buried inside it. Many folk who claim to be Skorval's descendants search for the caves of the Horde, but none have returned. If Skorval's treasure is in the caves, it's surely not in plain sight. He was fond of secret chambers. One thing I wanted to look at real quick, though, is I think there's more... So those are all good, and I don't know if there's... Are there any of the rumors... Of the rumors, none of them appear to be false. So we have some monsters in here. I'm not going to worry about those guys until I need them. I want a little bit of lore. I've got some spells here. This is all from Curse Scroll Three. I'm kind of I'm scrolling through in reverse order because why not? Ooh, look, sea encounters. It's kind of fun. Monastery. Oaths, kind of fun. Boats, gear, gameplay. The old gods. Odin, Freya, and Loki. Very cool. Oh, there's Nord names. I knew it. Well, I already picked a name. New Seer class. And a Seawolf class. So I'm going to grab these. I don't know. I never... The, the idea of, like, Viking raids doesn't sit well with me. The, the sort of glorification of Viking raids doesn't grab me. So during the Midnight Sun, raiders often attack sea wolf villages the sea wolves strengthen themselves to defend against such raids I say like devil worshiping raiders so that's good wolves test their people to find those strong enough to serve as in the warrior and the warrior warrior cast they do so in an event Known as the Gauntlet. Many have tried to recover King Scorgald's legendary axe. None have done so. So this is some good secrets. I'm pretty happy with that. I have a good idea. I think. I have an idea. I wanna do it. So I've just watched the movie The Ritual again. If you have not seen the ritual, and this is gonna be full of spoilers, so if you want to see the movie The Ritual, you probably want to skip ahead. The rituals on Netflix. It is an awesome horror movie, one of my favorites, but I'm gonna steal an idea from the, from, from the movie, The Ritual. So, and that is Mortar. The Raiders worship a, a bastard offspring of the god Loki called Mortar. So I kind of dig this idea. So there's like the sea wolves, what would these other guys, what would they be called? The Cult of Mortar, right? Known as a a mortar. This cult often attacks seawolf villages. That works. That's good enough. So I think I've I've got lots of good secrets here to reveal. I think even in like a gauntlet like this where I don't, obviously I can't spend any time knowing the characters because we have 40 characters and they're going to die like flies. So I'm not going to worry about that. I do want to have, like, a strong start where that kind of tells them what they're supposed to do. And I think this is fun, right? This idea that, like, if they want to prove themselves to join the Warrior cast, you know, and I, I kind of dig, like, the ring the bell, right? You know, if any of you... Don't feel worthy of joining the warrior cast. And if I tell you about this and the descriptions of the bear in disemboweling you is too much, you can just leave now and then just grab another character sheet, put that guy on the bottom, right? (laughs) Like until you pick a character that's that's there for it. But what I want to make clear is like, you're going to die a lot. Like most of you won't survive, right? Most of you won't survive. Those that do will be worthy of protecting the sea wolves of joining the warrior cast of the sea wolves i'm not going to give them four to choose from i'm going to give them 40 to choose from like i'll I'll, I'll, hand out four each and then if those guys die then we have more so we have more we have more than four characters per player because i think they're going to die a lot you gotta almost expect that for every round of combat (laughs) you better have a character ready so that's going to be a good time but I think we are all set. I'm I'm I feel like I've got everything I need to run this the the Seawolf the Horde of the Seawolf King from from Cursed scroll number three. And I'll we're gonna see how it goes. Like I'm nervous. But I'm not that nervous. Like, my friends are my friends, and we're excited to play. And I, I've talked to them, and they all own it. Like, they bought Shadow Dark. Like, they've they've spent a lot of their own time and energy. It's not anybody who's like, I've never heard of it, and I don't know if I want to play it. All of them are like, oh, yeah, we heard about it, and we want to try it. So my players are excited. I'm excited. I feel like I've got what I need. I've got printouts. i got my character sheets. i got, like, reference documents and everything. We're playing in person. We're playing here at my place. So I've got my big map ready to go. So I think we're all set. I want to thank, I hope this was interesting and useful talking about the gauntlet and how that's going to work. Again, there'll be a third video, probably I will shoot it tomorrow. It'll probably be released after this, where I talk about our experiences what was it like how did it work how do we feel about shadow dark from the gauntlet experience recognizing that that's not going to be the full-fledged experience of shadow dark overall but how did it go so I mean, it could be very short <laughs> we'll see we'll see how it goes but i'm pretty excited for it so thank you all very much for hanging out with me today i hope you enjoyed the show if you did you can subscribe to the sly flourish newsletter where you get a weekly rpg related email sent directly to your inbox plus a free adventure generator pdf you can also join the patreon joining the patreon gives you access to a dedicated discord server a monthly q a uncovered to secrets volume one and two the city of Arches source book and a whole lot of other stuff it's a really good deal you can find that in the show notes below and you can pick up any of my books including return of the lazy dungeon master the lazy Dems workbook or the lazy Dems companion plus a lot more at the Sly flourish bookstore links for all that are in the show notes below thank you all very much have a great day and get out there and play a role-playing game